Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. I like to find out what topics you, the listeners, would like to have discussed, and one of them is this topic of our children who seem to know that their time here on earth was going to be short. I'm also going to talk a little bit about those who let us know they didn't want to die. And this could be a rough one, I'll admit it. But since some of you have been asking for me to talk about this, I decided to go ahead and take it on. Let me start by reading parts of a recent email. Hi, Laura. Eric did tell me that he didn't think he was going to live a long life, several times throughout his short life. He said he thinks he is going to die young, like his uncle. My brother died in his sleep from acute kidney failure. Both were found dead in their beds. Eric walked and talked like my brother. They were both really handsome. They both had a creative side and heavy labor work ethic side. Both loved helping others. Both only needed bare minimum. Two pairs of pants, two black shirts, two white, one comfy pair of shoes, lol. Both hated to shop, lived with whatever they got as gifts. Family used to tell him, you are so much like your uncle. And when my son shared with me that he felt he would die young like him too, I said, I hope you don't really feel that. I told him, I can't have that be your legacy, too. You have so much living to do. You will be the one that has the granddaughter for me. He said, I just don't see a wife and kids in my future because I think it will be too short. I will always be an uncle. When my dad died last year, Eric brought up the same topic with me. She went on to say a little bit more, and I'm not going to read more of it right now. But I have talked to moms who said their children had conversations with them, some of them just like randomly out of the blue within a year of their death, telling them things like, when I die, I want to be cremated. And I I remember one mom telling me her child was so young, it's like I didn't even know that my child knew what that was. And I didn't know what brought the subject up. It wasn't like we'd had a recent death in the family. And there are conversations that happen like this. And they're just kind of strange, aren't they? Well, I decided to ask on our GPS Hope Facebook page to hear from those who think their child might have felt like their life was going to be short or felt like they might leave this earth soon. And here are some of the things that were posted as comments underneath my question. Kim received this as her last text from her son. I love you with all my heart and always will, Mama, just wanted to say. One mom shared, My daughters both stood at our front window and would ask if I could see Jesus' house. They were killed right by where they would stand and look. It still takes my breath away to think about it. Another one wrote, The day before my son passed, he hugged me extra tight and extra long, and I was surprised because he was only 10. I looked down at him, and he said, I know, Mom, I just love you and really want to hug you. I think he knew it would be his last hug. He died the very next day. Mary wrote that she got a random graphic on her phone from her son four days before passing that was full of specific thank yous for being such a good mom and being there for him. 
Diana says it was eerie how her son's last Facebook post all said something about life. She says, scripture tells us we don't know, but I think our survival instinct gets a hint of what is going to happen. We just don't know it at the time. Jackie says that her daughter chose a quote from a song for a student award that she was getting. And it was, I think she said from Queen. And the words were, my soul is painted like the wings of butterflies. Fairy tales of yesterday will grow, but never die. I can fly, my friends. Not long after that, she went into the hospital for a procedure that was supposed to only keep her there for a couple of nights, and she never left the hospital, and she passed away five months later. One mom told me after treatment had been stopped for her daughter with a tumor, her daughter asked her sister if she could hear the drums. Deb wrote, My son had his own apartment, but the night he died, he spent the night with me. He went to bed, then around 11 p.m. he got up and said he wanted to talk to me. He told me I'd been the greatest mom he could have ever asked for and told me how thankful he was for me being his mom. He then said good night, went back to bed, and passed away peacefully in his sleep. I found him like that the next day. He had never done that before, I'm certain. He knew somehow. Heather shared how her daughter always joked around saying she wasn't going to grow old or get married and have a family, and and Heather thought it was just to bug her, you know, and just to see her reaction. But the last post that her daughter shared on Facebook before being killed was about hugging people, showing love, taking pictures, those kinds of things, because you never know when it will be the last time you see them. And she put this in her daughter's funeral program. Then there's Heidi whose daughter was murdered. Her daughter left behind some eerie poems of her death and made a CD of songs that basically played out her story, including how she died and the aftermath of the man that murdered her. Now, I believe that Becca, my daughter, knew that she was going. I was on a ministry trip, and she ended up back in the hospital. I was gone, and I would call her, and she would say, Mom, when are you coming home? And I would tell her, I'm coming home on Wednesday. Do you want me to come home earlier? And she would say, nope, that's okay. And the thing was, she was in, she had heart issues. If you don't know her story, I won't go into it here. You can see it on her website and read about it. But the last year and a half, she was in more than she was out of the hospital. She needed a heart transplant and And this trip that she was in was just a routine getting IV Lasix diuretics to get a bunch of the water weight off of her because of the heart issues. And so it was a routine thing for her to be in for that. And every time I'd talk to her while I was gone, Mom, when are you going to be home? So I, I flew home literally and landed. My other daughter picked me up. We went to the hospital. I spent time with her. Becca wanted me to pray for her and anoint her with oil on her forehead. She wanted me to kiss her. And during that visit, I went to the cafeteria, and apparently she had a conversation with my other daughter that indicated that she wouldn't be seeing her anymore kind of a thing. My daughter didn't tell me that. And then As I was leaving her hospital room later uh, after our visit, and I went to go ask her how much she wanted the door closed, and, and I gave her the I love you sign, and she raised up her hand and gave me the I love you sign, and that was our last communication. And I really believe that 
she knew she was going to be going. And it was one of those cases where she was just kind of holding on until she could say goodbye. So these things, these things happen. Obviously, not all of us have something like this happen. But there are enough that it's, it's something that parents want to talk about that you want to talk about. I want to turn the corner and I want to look at the other direction because I know there are some of you who have children who made it clear that they didn't want to die and those memories haunt you. Remember the email I read at the beginning? Here is another part of it. She says, Eric was the only one of my boys that had night terrors. He used to wake up screaming and terrified, and he would ask, am I going to grow up? If we said yes, he would bawl and panic. He would say, I don't want to grow up. I need to stay a little boy so I don't grow up and die. It scared him to think that he was going to live a short life. One mom wrote on the Facebook comments where I asked this question, My boys shared a bedroom, and after Patrick passed, my younger son remembered being woken up by Patrick talking in his sleep. He remembered him saying, No, close the door. I love them too much. And then she says, At bedtime, we almost always had bedtime hugs, and Thursday night, he hugged really tight. My last hug was Saturday when he left to hike and golf. I know some of you have these kinds of memories of your child being afraid or just not wanting to miss out on life and have memories of your child in this kind of a, a way like I just shared of whatever was behind it not wanting to die. And my heart just goes out to you. It really does. And I'm so sorry that you have these painful things that is just like another added layer that you have to work through in in the grief of losing your child from this earth. But I do want to tell you here what I share with parents when they bring this to me is that I believe even though our natural instinct is to not to want to die, and not want to leave this earth. And I think some of it, I guess, is the fear of the unknown. We don't know how we're going to die. We don't know how it's going to feel, that kind of a thing. But also that, that fear of missing out. I know when I was in high school, my dad would say things like, oh, the world's getting so bad, Jesus is going to have to come back before 1980. And I think, no, that's not fair. I want to graduate high school. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to be a teacher. I want to do all this stuff. And it would get me really, really upset to think that I wasn't going to be able to do all of these things that everybody else got to do. But I, I really believe that once we cross over and once we see heaven and we are in the presence of Jesus with nothing to filter his love, nothing to get in the way, when we're in that, our bodies are are pure perfection and we don't have aches and pains and sicknesses and we don't get tired and just all the things that we have to deal with here on earth and and just the the beauty and the perfection. I mean, Romans 8 talks about how the suffering can't even be compared to the glory. And I have to think, knowing how deep our suffering is after the death of our child, if it can't even be compared to the glory that's got to be something. And 
We know when the Bible talks about in Revelation or people who see a glimpse of heaven, whether it's in the Bible or someone who has one of those death experiences, they all, it's like it's its so incredible, you can't even describe it. You can't even put it into words. And just now, as I said that, I think about how I will, I will tell people who haven't lost a child that the darkness it's it's so dark and it's so painful you can't even put it into words there are no words to describe the depth of our pain and darkness and to think that it goes the opposite way as well that you can't even describe the glory and the beauty and the splendor and the perfection of heaven and to think that's where our children are and it's kind of like if Someone, I I wrote this in an email recently. I wasn't going to share all of this, but here I am sharing it. So we'll just go for it here. I I wrote someone who had had shared this with me that they were really struggling in this specific area. And I I said, it's kind of like someone who loves McDonald's hamburgers and someone offers them a steak and they don't want to give up the hamburgers. The hamburgers are just so good. And they finally take a bite of that steak And then they never want to go back to that hamburger because the steak is so good. It's seasoned and grilled, just perfectly melts in your mouth. And I feel like that's how it is for our kids, and especially for those who voice to us that they didn't want to die, they didn't want to leave this earth. I believe that the second they crossed over into eternity and into heaven and into the presence of Jesus, the lover of their souls, that it was like, what in the world was I so upset about back there? I would never want to go back to earth, and I'm so glad everybody's going to be joining me here sometime. And it's, I think the perspective of our child, it's because not knowing what heaven really is, and once they're there, that that fear and that desire they had to not leave earth is just vanished and gone. I really, really do believe that. I know some of you are angry because God didn't seem to care and let them die anyway, even though people were praying for their healing or protection. And okay, some of you might be thinking, why does any of this matter? What's the point of talking about all of this? Well, for me, when we talk about things like our kids who had an idea or thought or or just had that feeling that they were either going to be uh, leaving this earth soon, or they were going to die at a younger age, It reminds me that our children all had different circumstances, but they all still died. And we're all still here without them. And for some, realizing their child knew and gave some indication brings a measure of peace. But for others, it brings torment because they can now look back and they believe as parents that they should have known this. They should have been able to do something about it to stop it. Talking about this makes me think about how some parents have dreams of their kids or they see signs, uh, uh, for lack of better better wording, 
they'll they'll see things that uh, just warm their hearts and make them think of their kids and that remind them their kids are okay and with the Lord, uh, things that give them peace. And other parents are distraught because they don't get any of that. And and I get emails about how come some people, I've, I've even gotten emails about how come my sister is having dreams of my child. I'm the mom. I should be the one having dreams and having them talk to me in my dream or whatever. And I know it can be really upsetting. Some of us had a chance to say goodbye, even though we didn't know at the time it was for the last time here on this earth, like me with Becca. I had no clue. I didn't know that was my final goodbye to Becca here on this earth, even though she seemed to have known that. And just like others I shared about, And there are other parents who are really upset because they didn't get that chance to say goodbye. And and that's frustrating and upsetting and even makes, makes you angry. We all have regrets and things that we wish we had done or said differently looking back. Knowing, but unable to stop it, or not knowing, but think we should have been able to stop it. I mean, this list could go on for a long time of the things that we regret. When we look back, we can always see things that we couldn't see in the moment, right? As horrible as it might sound, as the saying goes, it is what it is. And we could say it was what it was. And my prayer is that if any of these things I have talked about have been something that's tormented you, that you will be able to release it, replacing those dark thoughts with a changed perspective, allowing yourself to move in the direction of a greater measure of healing. Because we can't move forward when our minds are still meditating and thinking on things that torment us and bring us pain. I just feel led to pray over you right now. If you would let me do that, please. Father, we don't understand. A lot of us are confused and angry. Some of us got to say goodbye. Some of us didn't. Some of us had children who indicated, or maybe we had our own feeling. The Holy Spirit was prompting us that we were going to be losing our child soon, and maybe we dismissed it, but at least it was there. Some of us didn't get anything like that. Lord, there are so many things that we can uh, just are so frustrating to us having dreams and not having dreams and Lord I just pray that we would stop the comparisons that we would not allow ourselves to be frustrated because one parent had it this way and I didn't have it that way or the other way around Lord, that we would let those things go, that we would lay them at your feet, that we would choose to release them. And Holy Spirit, that you would uh, give us other things to think about when our mind starts going to these tormenting thoughts and thoughts that get us frustrated and stir up the anger in us. Lord, that's not you. And so I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you would give us something to think about to change those thoughts, to change our perspective, Lord, that we would allow your Holy Spirit to be who we need for that moment. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us, help us, Lord. We can't do this without you. Even if we're angry at you, Lord, somehow we know that we need you. And so just come and be everything that we need, that each listener needs right now in this moment and in the moments to come for the rest of our time here on earth. Lord, 
even if it's just in our imagination, give us glimpses of our children in heaven with you and with each other in just pure joy, perfect health, fully loved, embracing life and joy beyond what we could ever comprehend here on this earth. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that our children are safe with you. And Lord, I ask that you would give each one of them a big hug for us right now and let them know how much we love them and miss them and how much we look forward to joining them when it's our time. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I would love to be able to spend some face-to-face time with you and to get to know you in person. And one of the ways to do that is to join Dave and I with GPS Hope on a cruise. I have been wanting to do this for several years, and we're finally able to. I am so excited. GPS Hope is going to be having our own track for bereaved parents on a grief cruise. It's a grief cruise for any loss. So if you know anyone whose spouse, a parent, a sibling, uh, another parent, let them know about this. It's a six-night cruise in the Western Caribbean in December of 2021. And to find out more details, including how to register for the At Sea Seminar, Grief Seminar, and to book your cabin, go to gpshope.org cruise. And there's also a link to the information in the show notes. Let's turn the corner to this week's birthdays. Jacob Sorori was born on September 8th and is forever 32. Kelly Diane Kirby was born on September 10th and is forever 31. We know it's important to still acknowledge the day our children came into this world and we celebrate that day with these two families. If you would like to have your son or daughter and their birthday announced on the podcast, I would love to be able to do that. It's a blessing and an honor to be able to share your child with all the other listeners. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There's just a little form to fill out the information we need, submit it to us, and I will add your child to our birthday list in the birthday segment of this podcast. I want to wrap it up by saying there are two things that amaze me about bereaved parents. First, we are really good at not telling another parent, I know how you feel. People who haven't lost a child try to tell us they know how we feel because they lost and fill in the blank. The thing is, they're just trying to empathize with us by sharing the deepest loss they have faced. But we know they don't know how we feel. And the thing is, we know that the loss of one's child is so deeply personal, we don't even say it to each other, even if our child died the same way. And I love that about us. The other thing that amazes me is how almost all of us can hear a story about how another parent lost their child and the thought goes through our minds, wow, at least I didn't lose my child that way. We're so full of compassion and care for each other. I'm truly honored to be part of a group of people who face such a deep loss that have such an instant deep bond of love for each other. 
A few minutes ago, I mentioned my prayer is for you to see things with a different perspective, and I did also pray that over you. That is going to be the topic of next week's podcast, so I hope you join me. As always, I look forward to sharing my heart with you. Until next week, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.